Boomer Says TV. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast, and we are live. Glad to be here this morning. Our special guest today will be Brian Baker. Brian is uh, an expert in the gold field, known him for a lot of years, and the reason we're bringing Brian on today is not to try and sell you gold. We're not going to tell you where to go to buy it. We'll give you some um, examples of places that are safer than others, but uh, I want to let you know up front, buyer beware everywhere. What we're going to do today is educate you on the reason why you should have gold, silver, precious metals in your possession based on what's going on. We'd like to welcome you to the show. Uh, Brian, uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, very welcome. Can't wait to get the information that you've got. Now, you've been doing this for a number of years. Uh, you and I knew each other from radio in the old days, and then you went to L.A. to be a big star, ended up working for some big stars, and that's where you get to take the story over. Tell us your story. Yeah, so uh, I went out there with uh, with dreams of being Tom Cruise, and, well, that didn't quite work out for me. <laughs> but uh, I did get to meet a lot of heroes and, and work for some interesting people. And um, I was working for a gal by the name of Lisa Gibbons right around the time that the uh, financial crisis happened. I don't know if anybody even remembers her. She used to be on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. But um, uh, I had that gig, and then um, uh, her numerologist said, hey, it's time to uh, to blow out your staff and change your address. It's, uh, all of these things are toxic to you. And so, and sure enough, Everybody just came in one day and we were out of a gig. So um, I'd gone into the film business and uh, was training to be a DIT. And then I got a phone call one day from this company that is a, uh, they were a very large gold company at the time. host and i thought well i can do something with that plus um i was able to get quite a lot of money out of them so that <laughs> that was a good thing i just got married i thought okay this is a i can make this work this will be all right so anyhow um about a year into it i wound up um uh becoming the host of the the program the a gentleman that was hosting he stepped down i became the host of the show i also launched a um a program with a gentleman by the name of Charles Payne, who's, of course, very big on Fox. And uh, we launched the uh, Payne Nation, um, but they they pulled me out of that deal, and and uh, I didn't produce that one. It lasted all of about two months. So anyhow, I, I was working uh, as the host on this program, talking about the economy. It was the time the financial crisis was going on. I knew nothing about gold and silver when I started. I just knew radio, but um, had an intense interest in the economy and financial markets. And uh, Federal Reserve had started their quantitative easing. There was a lot of concern about inflation. The markets were down. And so it was a really hot time for the gold and silver markets. And gold prices had skyrocketed up to, I think we, I think we peaked around maybe 1750 1800 bucks per ounce. So a little bit below where we are now. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and, and I was fully on board. I mean, I could see what's happening now and what's coming back in 2008, 2009, I mean, it was very clear to me where we were going. And at the time back then, the national debt was only about like 16 trillion, 17 yeah. trillion. Maybe. So, you know, that's not, that's back not in the good much. old days. Yeah. So, um, and, 
and and the market the gold market goes through cycles and there's always been this narrative that hey things are ultimately going to collapse you want to own own gold and silver and my philosophy on it was you do want to own gold and silver you just want to hope that it's the worst performing asset in your portfolio because if it's going through the roof times are bad right anyhow um uh i was working for this company guy by the name of Anthony Weiner, a former congressman, I, I think everyone is familiar with him, <laughs> uh, went after one of the, the national hosts who um, was a spokesperson for the company. And at the time, I didn't think much of it because Anthony Weiner was a clown. And, uh, and, and I, I yeah, yeah. And I bought into the narrative. But then uh, not too long after that, the Santa Monica District Attorney filed charges against this company. And I went, oh, that's not political. There's something going on right. here. And so And they really were above board, and um, and I was as happy as I could I could be. They let me kind of take over the online marketing. It was just when YouTube was was coming along, so we did a lot of online video content. Had a radio show, and then they had a salesperson that got in there that um, that these companies were required to record all of their phone calls. But some of these salespeople would go, "Oh, let me call you back, Mister Customer." They'd go out. They'd call them back on their cell phone where nobody's getting recorded, and then they would work a deal. And so, anyhow, it didn't take too long before that company went down. And I just, I, so I what you're trying wife. to tell me, Brian, what you're trying to tell me, what I'm picking up so far is that a lot of these gold companies aren't on the up and up, and they could be shysters. Is that true? The I would say, yeah, the majority of them that you've probably heard of would fall into that category. And I actually, I, I had planned to kind of take that on. I had a concept because the, the gold markets. You know, gold and silver dealers, they're not regulated the way stockbrokers are and, and, and other traditional investments. Right. They it's have no fiduciary responsibility to, to work in your best interest. Yeah. And, and you know, they also aren't. Gold is considered a collectible. It's not considered an investment by the government. Right. So, you know, they, they get away with some things. And, and you have a lot of people in there that they have no conscience at all. And they're just looking to make a ton of money. So, um yeah. So, you know, just to kind of condense the story, I, I wound up, I was going to launch my own company because I'd figured out a way to kind of cut the legs off of these big companies and elevate the honest companies that are sort of the mom and pop shops to the national level. And I had a business partner. It just, it wasn't working out. And I got a, a job offer from a company that is now the largest uh, gold IRA company in the country. And I, they have a ton of, of big name spokespeople uh, that most people are familiar with. And I was sitting in their in their office and I'm I'm hearing the salespeople on the fit really right. well together yep. and this one salesman said uh, okay well you know god bless you sir and i just i thought you know it just made me sick so i texted my wife and i said honey i i know this is going to wreck us um 
when the company that I was working for prior went down, they left us with a ton of unpaid media buys. Financially, we were just wrecked. My daughter had just been born. I, it was it was a mess. But I just texted my wife. I said, I, you know, I can't do this, honey. And she said, you know, it, if it doesn't feel right, you have my permission to walk away. And and so we did, you know. And uh, most of the days, I still feel good about that, that decision. <laughs> It's, well, Brian, you, know, you, you and I have talked about it over the phone over the, the last few years in particular since COVID, um, yeah. that, you know, when when I took on the Republican Party in the state of Indiana and said that what they were doing, the lockdowns that they were doing were, were not only illegal, but unconstitutional, uh, mm-hmm. and the Republican Party cut me loose, there's that thing where you say, hey, yeah, I, I just lost a lot of, a lot of money, but I'm going to be better off in the end. Did you feel yeah. the same way? Was that how you your walk away was? Yeah. I mean, I just thought I'm going to sleep better at night. And I just, I, I couldn't, even though these were people that I'd never met before in my life and it was a significant amount of money. I mean, I'd probably be retired by now, but I just thought (laughs) I, I I just can't do it. You know, I, 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 and at that point I was so deep into fighting that, that I just, I, I didn't want to sell out, you know? Um, now we paid a huge financial price for that and, and still haven't recovered. Um, cause we were doing very well. And I mean, I, you know, we had the dream life, but you know, Hey, things have worked out the way they have. And, um, I'd rather be raising my kid where we are now versus LA anyhow. So, well, that's the whole thing, right? Is that at the end of the day, you have to look at, um, this, what I've said, it's what I've said about uh, being on social media is that uh, a lot of the guys and gals that are on social media influencers, um, are for lack of a better term, they're grifters. Right, mm-hmm. uh, they're always selling something. Now, the product that they're selling you is that they're a patriot and they're this and they're that. And then you find out in the end, uh, as soon as they learn that they they're going to lose sales or they're not going to be able to have access to a platform because of what they say, they shut down that part of their speech and they quit talking about those things so they can keep making the money. And I'm yeah. not like that. Um, my 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 character is worth more. My my reputation is worth more than a t-shirt sell or a cup sell or a hat sale. So yeah. um, what I started doing with my social media, and that's why I had, a, had you on today, is that <clears throat> we don't bring people on to this program that are selling something. Everything mm-hmm. that we're talking about is educational in how to prepare for what comes down the road next, what we're seeing next, um, and, and warning people of the signs to look out for of how not to get grifted or how not get to get taken advantage of. So let's let's talk about number one. Uh, explain to me very quickly, what is the importance of precious metals in hard times? What security does that give you? Generally, uh, gold and, and silver and precious metals tend to do really well in times of economic uncertainty. When people are worried about the future of the economy, they're worried about whether the government is going to be able to pay its bills. Um, when there is uh, chaos going on in the world, like right now, we've got two wars going on, potentially three, you know. And right. so, um, so it's a good hedge or or insurance if you have money in stocks and, and other investments. Generally, when the stocks are down and, and those other investments are down, gold tends to perform very well. The disadvantage to it is that unlike a stock, it's not going to pay you a dividend every single year. Um, unlike a government bond, you're, you're not getting interest on it. So I, you know, I, I tell people buy gold and, and hope that it's the worst performing asset in your portfolio. But well, looking- another, I see another example is we call uh, uh, collecting brass. For yeah. my preppers, they know what that means. Uh, if you're collecting brass, right, um, it's just like gold. It sits there in that can. It doesn't gain any value until 
well, times get hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the most valuable thing that you can have. Brass and gold, by the way, brass, lead, and gold, <laughs> are, are some of the most uh, valuable things that you can have in hard times. Um, mm. So you've got this commodity. It's not growing in value. Uh, it's just sitting there waiting for hard times to come, and you hope that you never have to use it. With that being the case, mm. the, the number one question I get from my followers is, okay, I'm going to go buy gold. I'm going to go buy, buy silver. What would you recommend? Would you recommend that people get into silver first? Because we're not talking about an investment here. We're talking about planning for the future of hard mm. times. So in an event where the economy turns, is it better to have silver at lower denominations and a lot of it or mm. have you know a big block of gold that you've got to figure out how to monetize or how to turn into whatever you need it to be? Which, you know, which do you, in your mind, do you see is best? Well, look, I mean, the silver market, silver tends to be a little bit more volatile. And so in terms of uh, getting your value out of it, that can be a little bit more challenging. But if you're someone that doesn't have a whole lot of money to start, it's a good place to, to just get yourself into the markets and own precious metals. That said, um, you know, I would prefer that people buy gold. I think it's just a, a better long-term bet. Uh, there's a finite amount of it. And truthfully, you can buy gold bars. Um, the challenge with that is if things implode and you know, you get into a bartering system. It's pretty hard to barter right. a giant bar of gold. Um, you're probably better off buying coins. But this is where people tend to get ripped off is I tell people when you're going to buy coins, buy bullion coins, because typically the markup that you're going to pay on that is maybe three to five percent. What happens and explain is that real quick. When, so when you're saying markup, you're saying mm -hmm. that the, the wholesale price for the gold dealer is one hundred dollars. They're going to charge you $103 for that piece of gold, correct? Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's essentially almost no money in it for the gold dealers. So if you're going to be on a national news network and be running ads all, all day long and have national spokespeople, that money's got to come from somewhere. So what a lot of the, the companies will do to make it to make gold more accessible for people is offer what they call a gold IRA rollover. And that's where a lot of people really wind up getting screwed in the long run because they'll wind up paying fees to actually do the rollover. They'll pay storage fees. And then on top of that, they're paying a premium for the, for the gold. And it's a little bit easier to hide what the premium price is that you're paying if you're putting it into something like a gold IRA. The and other you way don't have physical access, right? They, right. somebody else is holding your gold with a promise to give it to you at some point in the future. Yes. Okay. The other challenge is that, um, and, and this is where it gets really, really tricky, is that what you're hearing about the future of the economy and the risks that we're facing, all of that is true. What happens, however, is that a lot of the gold companies will use that narrative and say, okay, let's take a look at what's happening now, and let's take a look at what happened in the 1930s when the government... Uh, it, Roosevelt said, hey, here's a, an executive order, no hoarding gold, and people had to hand in their gold. And then once they had that, then they revalued it. Everyone got a haircut, and it was a, a means of creating inflation. Right. So um, there were coins that were exempt at that time from the confiscation order pre nineteen. quite a bit of gold and, and silver. It's just uh, you weren't able to own a, above a certain level because they were trying to prevent hoarding. Right. Um, but what happens is where your markup on bullion might be around 3 to 5%, 
when you start getting into numismatic coins, now all of a sudden you're paying a premium, depending on the gold dealer, of 30, 40, sometimes 50%. Right. And it's very easy to hide that. And what they will tell you is, hey, you know, over, over the long run, these coins do very well and they increased in value based on this time period faster than just plain bullion coins did. But the problem is usually numismatic coins those do well in good economic times because they're considered collectibles. And so people buy them like you collect art or you collect right. classic cars. When things turn to crap, people are selling all of that. And so their value tends to plunge. And now we're just talking about what's the gold content. So I'm just not a big believer in that. If you want to collect coins and you love that as a hobby, fine. But if you just want to own gold and silver, keep it really simple. Because most people, if things do turn to crap, most people don't know anything about the value of those coins anyway. Buy American Eagles, buy Canadian Maple Leafs. You know, it's high gold content. It's it's pure. It's simple. There, you can buy them. Uh, what like American Eagles? I can get a quarter ounce, a half ounce, or a one ounce coin. Uh, Canadian Maple Leafs, same deal. Except you can also get one tenth ounce. Very accessible, easy to find. The markups are low, and it's. I mean, you're you're not going to get so, ripped okay. Off so when you that. say when you say um, so, folks, what I want you to understand is that what he's telling you is that when you go out to find this this bullion or these 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 coins is that the markups are going to be very low on those versus a numismatic which is a um collectible and the ira which you don't have physical access of i'm i I believe strongly firmly in physical access i don't like a promissory note for my money right that's why i hate putting money in the bank i have to but i'd rather have it physically on me so with that being the case you're saying that the, the best way to buy regardless of what you do is to is to buy the bullion regardless that's my belief, all right? Okay. Yes. If you're going to get the most bang for your buck, then that's what you should do. Okay, so uh, the the bullion you can go get, right? At um, So you're talking about the Maple Leaf. You're talking about the American Liberty. Those are coins that are that can you get those from banks? Is that how readily available they are? Can you order them and have them brought into a bank? Or how's that? what's that process? You know, it's tough to find, especially in, in times like this, because gold dealers are, are trying to get that. And, and they will use that as their loss leader quite a bit. Um with that said, I mean, I will tell you, and, and I don't have any kind of affiliate deals at all. I don't have associations with these companies, but there are a, a couple of sources that I'm comfortable telling people about. One is a company called Heartland Precious Metals. A guy by the name of Paul Montgomery owns that company, and he's a good guy. Um, Paul actually is one of those who's a huge advocate for consumers, and so he has has gone and testified to fight against some of these larger, more predatory gold companies and has got people got their money back for them and and has been involved in a, a number of lawsuits fighting on the behalf of the consumer. Now, he does sell collectible coins, but he doesn't sell them as, hey, you should own this because the government. care of there he's, he's an honest guy and a straight shooter um there's also a um, a company out there uh called atmex they're they're very accessible they're online um and you can go they have a ton of different products on there so it's easy to get lost but again if you just stick to the basics stick to bullion and yeah you know, I, I would not buy limited edition coins that's that's what a lot of gold dealers do now and you pay a huge premium on that just keep it simple buy american eagles buy canadian maple leaves um, you're going to pay a little bit higher premium on a smaller coin. If you get a, a quarter ounce American or uh, American Eagle, you're going to pay a little bit higher premium on that than a one ounce coin. So it just sort of depends on what are you looking to do and, and what do you what is the reason that you're holding it? Do you believe that things are going to implode and that we're going to get into a bartering system? Well, you probably want to have 
coins that are there's easy divisibility right if you're just looking for something to preserve your wealth because you think we're going to hit massive inflation and and you know i will tell you i mean china is buying a lot of gold right now india is still buying a lot of gold and there's only so much of it well, out there's there there's a reason there's a reason that they're doing that the reason yeah. that China and India and Brazil and South Africa and Russia are buying a lot of gold is because they've started a new system called BRICS. And BRICS is going to be the first system in our lifetime, uh, when I say system, a money exchange system. It's how the international banks exchange money. Currently, we go through SWIFT. But SWIFT, America controls. And we've, mm-hmm. been, well, we've been messing with the economy and with the currencies for about 70 years. And so these other players... The, 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 the BRICS nations have decided to form a brand new group of uh, ways to exchange international funds. And they're backed by gold, oil, well, commodities, you know, yes. precious metals, gas, oil and uh, rare earth minerals. That's what's going to back their system. Uh, mm-hmm. Our system is based on debt, which gets us to the next question. You ready? Yeah. OK, so we've been doing this, this this economy, the way that we've been doing it since 1971 has been based on debt. We came off of the gold market um, back in 71 with Nixon. Since then, we've racked up, well, let's say $40 trillion in debt because they're still spending. Even though it's only 33 right now, the mm. money that they have in the pipeline that they want to spend puts us up at about $40 trillion in debt. The economy is in free fall. The, the mm. stock market, um, I'm, wa- I'm waiting to see what it does today, but yesterday it tanked. Let's see if it does it again. Uh, we've got Two wars that we know of for sure going on, a potential third. We bombed Syria yesterday or late last night. So the reason that people get gold is for uncertain times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and when I say gold, I mean gold, precious metals. Let's, let's talk just precious metals. We say gold, yeah. but we mean precious metals. So um, the exchange rate when times go hard is going to change. Now, if you're, if you're going to do this, correct me if I'm wrong, but in hard times, your value of gold goes up. Correct? Well, Typically? Listen, there's no there's no guarantee or, or rule of thumb. I mean, you, you have generalities. So in general, yes, that is true. That doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case. What I think is probably well, let, more... let, let me let me step back. Let me step back. So so that's considering what you're I think what you're saying is considering that everything stays the same, mm-hmm. that that's probably not going to be the case or could be the case, might not be the case. You can't promise it. Yeah, yeah, I get all that. The electricity goes down. Yeah, we're no longer or or we we lose the ability to exchange cash for whatever reason. The Internet goes down, electricity goes down, whatever. We now have to exchange barter goods that we have. The cash that you have in your hands will only Mm -hmm. go so far. You won't be able to get in your bank to get it. So how what do you have available in exchange for goods, whether that be food, water, the basics? We're talking worst case scenario in that situation. Your gold and silver comes into play. How what does it do that? The, the theory for folks that, that buy in and see that happening is that you would be able to exchange that for, you know, if you need somebody to fix your vehicle or you need to get access to food, you know, farmers would potentially take precious metals. I've always. You probably better own some bullets as well because yep. things are going to get pretty nasty. Um, my sort of my strategy with gold and silver is 
if the economy were to implode and if the dollar were ultimately just wiped out and destroyed and they introduced a new currency like what happened in Germany, right, they, they will probably revalue gold based in, in that currency. Um, and who knows what will happen with debt. But, you know, from my perspective is if you own it and you're, you're sitting on debt, you know, you've got a, a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage. What I would be doing is not only prepping, making sure that I've got food and I've got bullets and protection for my family. And, and yes, I've got gold and silver, but I'd also be keeping an eye on what's happening with inflation. And as gold prices started to skyrocket and I go, oh, you know what? I can now sell this and pay off my mortgage and and I'm set on that front. That's something that I would do. I would take advantage of that. But um, I think really the, the more likely scenario is there's going to come a point in time where the dollar is no longer going to be the world reserve currency right. and it is no longer backed by gold. And that's so, going to happen sooner than later. Do you yes, believe that? Yes. Right. And you know, here's the thing that everyone, anyone that was in this, uh, in this world back in 2008 understood what was happening when, when the pandemic hit and right. they made the announcement that everyone was going to get stimulus checks. And I remember it so clearly my parents were, were down there and I knew exactly what that was because Ben Bernanke, former chairman of the Federal Reserve, he used to call him Helicopter Ben. And he's considered an expert on the Great Depression. And his theory was we will never have another Great Depression because in the event that we suffered massive deflation, you could simply print money and throw it out of helicopters. So that would be their means of countering it. Right. When they made the announcement that they were sending out these stimulus checks, and this was unprecedented. I mean, yep. this was not a tax credit. This was printing money and injecting it into the economy and doing it recklessly because there wasn't time to go through checks and balances. It was just flood the economy with money or we're going right. down and we're going down fast. And I remember looking at my parents and and I mean, I was terrified because I knew what it meant. And right. and I, I did some interviews on some radio stations and I tried to explain it to people. And I said, you know, Here's the reality of this, because there were a lot of folks. Well, I don't want my stimulus check. And it was a matter of pick your pain. Right. You're going to have a terrible depression and you're going to get destroyed or we're going to do this now. And then we're going to have massive inflation coming. And I don't think most people really understood that, because let's be honest, there aren't a lot of people that are interested in talking about this or interested in worrying about worst case scenarios. Who wants to think about that when you can watch a TikTok video or a cat video or, you know, your, your favorite TV show? Nobody wants people's lives are hard enough. They don't want to think about right. what's coming down the road. <laughs> right. That's a problem. Right. is now holding over a trillion dollars of debt on their credit cards, and they are using credit cards to purchase basic goods and services. Yep. And inflation, as much as they have hiked interest rates, and, and, and here's another thing that people should understand. I never believed that the Federal Reserve would hike rates to the level that they are now, because when you hike interest rates, now all of a sudden the cost of servicing your government debt goes up significantly. So we are paying a massive amount of money every single year. It is unsustainable. Our, con our economy, as robust as they want to tell you it is right now, we are not capable of sustaining this. We have too many unfunded liabilities. We have too much going on. We are sending money overseas. We've got wars going on. And inflation is continuing to rise. So this is going to hit people really bad. And, and I don't know that we are ever going back to a time...
Yep. What the cost of a home is now. Look at and and with interest rates and home prices still aren't coming down. The cost of food. Most people are having to work two to three jobs in order to make ends meet. So hard times are coming. This is nothing compared to what we have coming down the road. So you know it's it's going to be nasty, and I don't know how it ultimately all shakes out. But uh, you know, I think the American dream. as it existed in the past, is done. I, well, yeah, I disagree to an extent. The, the dream is still there. There's people in the path of that dream, right? That has to be rectified before we can move on. I've been saying it for a long time. The people that are in charge are either inept at their job or they're corrupt. And I yes. don't care which it is anymore. It needs to be solved. Um, so let's talk about the economy. Uh, what we see here currently is that things are more expensive, the default rates are going through the roof. So what people understand is that the repossession of cars is one of the first signs that the economy is tanking. Last mm-hmm. month, the um, the repossession of cars, I think it was three a 300% increase month over month. Man. One month. Um, home uh, um, uh, captured by banks, meaning that the they've, they've forfeited the homes, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't pay for them. They're up substantially. Now, the market isn't moving that much right now because of the interest rates. But mm-hmm. More and more homes are becoming available. I have a building right now that if we don't get things taken care of by August of next year, it's going back to the bank because the economy can't support it. I'm not spending my cash on a building that I can't move. I'm done. Right. So I know where I am in the mix. I know where other things are in the mix. So the question for you is that I have for you is, is with all of these things piling up, getting worse and worse and worse, does the economy get better if we continue down this path of what we're doing? Oh, no. And and here's what people need to understand as well. You have folks with PhDs that serve in these high level government positions and folks that serve at the Federal Reserve. And there is this assumption. guess based on what their beliefs are and 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 what monetary theory they subscribe to so it really is to an extent just playing with things and these are i mean these are unprecedented time. quantitative easing that was something new that that we introduced and now just injecting money directly into the economy that was really what they call the monetary policy of last resort so and the only reason that they've done this is not to support the economy, but to support politicians. It has yeah. nothing to do with the economy. It has to making sure that they can pun- see they can punish certain people and they can benefit certain people. And and they, it, it's like uh, Facebook being able to, to to turn up something, you know, a dial here, and all of a sudden you got people talking about this shit. And if you if you talk, turn up this dial, they start talking about this stuff. They can drive the economy in the same way that Facebook can drive a narrative, or MSNBC or CNN or, or Fox News can drive a narrative. Um, yeah. It- but it, truthfully, they don't have as much they don't have that much control over it. And and I think that what is behind a lot of it is they're trying to keep us out of trouble for as long as they can and hoping that they're going to be able to, to find one more way to keep kicking the can down the road. But eventually, I mean, the, the music stops. Right. Right. So let me ask you this. What does it look like when that happens, when the music stops and the, the <laughs> everybody starts scrambling for their chairs. Uh, are we going to see, in your in your opinion, are we going to see a return of the 1933 or the 1930 depression? 
are we going to see that by 1933, 1934, um, the majority of the, the nation, you know, 25, 30, 40 percent is unemployed or will it be worse? Man, I, I, there are people far smarter than me that have opinions on this. But what I think is probably more likely is that we're going to get hit with massive inflation that the government can't get a handle on. And when that happens and people aren't able to afford food and you're going to have that scenario where people are delivering wheelbarrows full of cash to go and get a a price or get a loaf of bread. And here's what folks need to understand about hyperinflation as well, because that's a a real doomsday scenario that is a possibility. When you have hyperinflation, it doesn't just go from 5% inflation to 50% inflation overnight. It starts like it is now. It starts and and you see it increase over a period of a decade and then it starts to accelerate and then it gets really bad towards the end. So to kind of bring it back to gold, gold prices right now are at a record high. So then the question becomes, should I buy it? Is it worth (laughs) making that that investment? Because I will tell you, there are a lot of people that bought at the peak of the last bull market that still haven't made their money back, especially if they bought from one of the companies that advertises on a, a Fox News. <laughs> okay, there you go. Let's let's just get it out in the open. Um, yeah, if if a company is, is advertising on Fox, I, I probably would uh, a gold company. I would not do business with them. But um, you know, there are folks that that haven't made their money back yet. So the time to buy gold and, and silver really was when gold was back down at eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars an ounce. But if you really believe that things are going to to implode and that we're headed for hard times then yeah, I, I would say own a little bit of, of gold, a little bit of silver. I wouldn't put everything you have into it right. because, you know, like anything. Is offering a, a one ounce uh, bullion bar. You know, I, I think- Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they keep selling out of them, but, um, but yeah, they were offering that and, um, there was a limit on how many you could get, they sold out really quickly. I mean, truthfully, I mean, you think of Costco is like this, this bargain basement place, but honestly, I, I would trust them. I, right. I would think <laughs> right. yeah. more than the, more than the guy hawking gold on Fox is what you're saying. Yeah. And, and let me tell you this too. And, yeah, and I, I thought you were talking most, about. Yeah, I thought hey, does, his name, does his name rhyme with Glenn Beck? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah, and and you know, um, and and Glenn's one of those. Uh, he was deep enough into the company. I, I think he understood what was going on. I, you know, I I don't know. I can't judge a man's heart. Some of these other hosts, um, I don't. They, I don't really think that they understand. Just like a lot of the folks that are on social media that are promoting some of these gold companies right. and, and kind of parroting the the narrative it's complex how the pricing system works and how the sales process works. And it's very closely guarded, you know, and I'm sure I'll be getting a phone call with, you know, somebody threatening my family. <laughs> I mean, they're very aggressive about going after people because there's a lot of money involved in the, in that industry. But I think a lot of these. Well, that could be the case. You know, Brian, one of the things that I see, down the road. And again, I'm, I'm not a doomsday guy. I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I, I hope for the I hope for the best. 
but I'm planning for the worst. And the reason I'm planning for the worst at a record pace right now is because of what we've seen happen over the last seven years, not only with our politics, but our economy and the brink of war that we're on internationally. Uh, We just bombed Syria last night, right? We're bombing other countries without authorization from Congress. Um, We don't have a a statement of war yet, um, but we're, we're on the brink of it. Um, it's my it's my belief, and this again, this is my opinion, that it doesn't get better before it gets a lot worse. Mm. And if that's the case, and I hope I'm wrong, I keep saying the same thing. I hope I'm wrong, but just in case I'm not, um, what would you say would be a good and not as an investment for making money down the road, but how much do you believe that somebody should have on them in gold or silver? in coins that are tradable. And what I mean is is the base just be able to, this is worth this amount of money. How much, uh, like a minimum for rounds, they say a minimum for bullets is you should have at least three three to 4,000 rounds in your home ready to go at any time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've got. Um, with that being the case, what should I have in gold? What's your opinion on how much someone should really think about gold and silver? How, how much should they have on them? Is there is there an amount that you you think is a minimum that you ha- should have on you for a rainy day? Listen, I I think um, uh, three to five percent of what you know your overall uh, investable assets are is generally safe. Maybe ten percent. Um, when you start going above that, and again, there are people who are very informed on this that would have a completely different opinion on. I am not a financial advisor. I I'm just right. a thinker, and I and and I've been around these these markets and have paid attention for a long time, but. Um, you know, I would don't go into debt to buy gold right. and silver. Right. That's a bad idea. Right. Because um, because you're you're essentially gambling at that point in time. But, um, you know, if you have if you have the, the money available and let's face it, if you're sitting in a traditional um, a savings account right now and, and, you know, if you're one of the folks that's blessed enough to have a reserve fund um, and yeah, it probably makes sense to take a, a small percentage of that and, and buy some gold and silver. But um, the reality is that the majority of people out there do not have the money to purchase gold and silver. That's why IRAs are so big because that's sort of like an automatic, that's an easy way to get your hands on it. But the problem is, you know, more than half of Americans have nothing saved for retirement. The majority of people are one paycheck. Now they might well, that's, have it. Brian, that's, that's what we've seen over the last few weeks. The reports that we're looking at, and you talked about it earlier, is the, the credit card debt. Is that um, what I've been saying for the last few months is that we'll see the signs that the economy is beginning to tank when we see folks getting rid of their luxury items. Right. Mm-hmm. So when they get rid of their their Harley, they they, they love that Harley, but they, they 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 need the money. And so they put yeah. it out on the street and they, they put it out there for full value. Nobody buys it at full value because, well, they don't have the money either. Right. So the, the, there's a deflation in the value of the luxury items you have because people don't have the money to buy those luxury items. So they don't no longer have that high value. That's what we're yeah. seeing. So boats, motorcycles, a buddy of mine is selling his plane. He's got a single engine plane that he's selling because he can't afford to keep it at the airport anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, he And he's he owns a plane. I want to reiterate, owning a plane is like owning a horse, right? Um, right. Unless you're using it to make money, it mm-hmm. is a huge expense. And all it does is it eats fuel and, and shits out exhaust. That's it. It's the same way with a horse, right? Um, so as we see these items start to pop up, uh, the signs are there that the economy is on the brink. Um, 
the, the gold issue, and again, I go I go back to it, not as a doomsday scenario, but as a I'm I'm not looking at it as an investment. I'm looking at it as a means of exchange in the worst case scenario. Not only mm. that, but booze. Booze is another one. Oh, yeah. It's uh-huh. huge during yeah. hard times, right? If you've got, if you can make alcohol, if if you can, uh, if you've got alcohol, if you've got uh, bourbon, if you've got gin, if you've got vodka, if you've got rum, if you've got those four basics, mm-hmm. you've got the ability to to trade and barter and sell. In fact, yeah. the bartender, the guy that owned the bar, the liquor store, or whatever, uh, back in the day, was generally one of the richest guys in town because people would come in. They go, "I need a drink, but I don't have anything." He's okay. I'll take a pig. I'll take a chicken. <laughs> you know, so so I see yeah. us going back to those days. There was a big push on social media a few weeks ago um, for bartering instead of setting up a bartering system. So mm-hmm. having those base metals to be able to utilize down the road. Um, do do you think that now? I mean, I know that what we talked about with Glenn Beck and these other guys that have been screaming doom for a long time, they were mm-hmm. right, but they monetized it for a number of years. Yeah. Now we're getting to the point where what is what they've been preaching is starting to really, really happen. Um, and they're still trying to monetize on it with a group of people who no longer have the assets to buy mm-hmm. those things. So um, based on what you're seeing with both the gold market, the stock market and the economy in whole, um, your 30,000 foot view, mm-hmm. based on what you know and historical data, does it get better anytime soon, or do we have to feel more pain before we bottom out? Oh no, it, it's it's going to get worse. Um, there's just there's there's no way. And again, folks have their blinders on or they have their heads in the sand, but you can't ignore just the reality of our economic situation right now and all of the data and all of the things that you're seeing happening now on a daily basis with people selling off items and paring down and and having trouble making ends meet and putting things on their credit card, it's going to continue to accelerate. And keep in mind that in the midst of all of this, you also have new technology that's making it more accessible for employers to cut costs and cut employees and reducing jobs even further. So, you know, you talk about uh, the guy that is the bartender. I mean, and again, you would think that because these folks have been in government for a long time, that they get it, that they understand all of this stuff. They don't. I I have talked to congressmen and they are some of the dumbest (laughs) people on the planet. We are not sending our best and brightest to D.C. Well, I liked I don't know if you saw the piece with John Fetterman. Uh, He was on with Colbert. And -hmm. I don't know how Colbert kept his mouth shut because... uh, (laughs) Fetterman comes on and says, "Hey, we don't say, we're not sending our best and brightest mm-hmm. to DC. This is the guy who had a stroke and can't communicate with people uh, directly <laughs> without a device in his hands." So, uh, or Hank Johnson. I don't know if you know who Hank Johnson is. He's a congressman from um, from Georgia, and uh-huh. in a hearing, uh, he actually brought forth. He asked a, um, a naval official 
if he thought that putting one more, I shouldn't say naval, as a military official, if you if we put one more base on the island of Guam, is the the potential that it's going to flip over? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it too heavy? It'll flip the island over. That's our congressional leaders. <laughs> Brian, yeah. you uh, you said that it's going to get worse. So mm-hmm. let's let's put our thinking hats on. And in that case, that it gets worse. What is your worst case scenario? What do you see as the worst case scenario for the economy? Retirees, uh, not having money to live on, um, and Social Security not being enough to support them to even be able to buy basic goods and services. Um, People not working, not able to feed their families. And as a result, I mean, most of us, you got kids, you're going to do anything for your kids, even if that means resorting to violence and taking from somebody else. So, um, and we have seen hints of that, right? Look at what has happened in California. When people are desperate, and they're just, you know, you're not thinking straight when you're hungry. Yeah, somebody once once told me, I thought it was so smart. They said, you know, if you've got a, a war zone, the thing you want to be dropping is not necessarily even bombs, but peanut butter sandwiches. Because right. when people are hungry and they don't have access to food, that's when things get really crazy and really dangerous. So, um I mean, look at what happened with the with with the summer of love a couple of years ago and the riots. People are angry. They're primed. They're stressed out. They're worried. Um, Mental health issues are through the roof. So, I mean, we're primed right now for things to get very explosive. And we have now access to platforms that allow people to engage in even more divisive rhetoric. And, you know, it's it's very frightening. We don't have the kind of leadership that we did in the past. It's out out there and is able to be a voice of confidence and a voice of calm. And people aren't listening anyway. Right. You know, they have tuned right. all of that out. Right. So, um, so I, you know, I, I think that we're going to see a lot of people losing their homes. I think we're going to see crime go up. Um, and it's, it's going to be very, very challenging. That's worst case scenario. I hope that it doesn't go that way, but the truth is, I mean, it's been a slow trickle in that direction for a lot of years. And when we were talking about all of this stuff, 15 years ago, right. everybody was, was worried about it. And it was like, okay, we, we, we bought ourselves some time and everyone just kind of forgot about it because, Hey, times were good. And the, the truth is, and, and the reason the gold price is one of the reasons they continue to surge right now is folks don't buy in advance thinking, Hey, right. you know, <laughs> worst case scenario. they don't buy for that. Right. They wait until the very last minute yep. and then they panic. And right. that's when you you aren't able to get stuff, right? right. And you, you have shortages and, and prices continue to skyrocket. So, I mean, we're not real good in this country about planning ahead, planning for that worst case scenario and hope that it doesn't happen. Sure. You don't want them banging on your door. Yeah. I don't know any of my neighbors in this new community. We're in a condo right now, and I hate this condo, by the way. But um, I don't know any of my neighbors. Yeah. And I don't talk to any of them. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell them how much food or how much uh, weapons or what I've got inside my home or where I've got weapons stashed across the state. Because it isn't just here. It's not Mm. just my home. Right. And I think it's going to get that bad. Um, I, I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm not one of those guys that preaches that. But I'm looking at what's happening. Um. What happened in Israel could just as easily happen here with a group of terrorists in this country. And they go, oh, Kramer, that's not possible. They don't need to cover the entire country. They just need to cause terror. 
That's all they need to do. And the moment that that happens, we're in trouble. That's what we're accounting for. I hope to God it never happens. I hope I'm wrong. I hope someday everybody looks back and go, Kramer was a moron. He didn't know what he was talking about. He was a big mouth. I hope to God that's the case. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. Well, and I will tell you this too. Um, you know, as, as much as the FBI has lost their credibility, So the likelihood of that happening is very, very high. And, um, you know, what what they attack and how they go after us, I don't know. But and and I'm also one of those. I mean, when the pandemic hit, listen, you know, you you can take the government narrative on that or you can take what the most likely scenario. I think we all kind of know what happened there on that. So Occam's razor tells us everything right. Lowest common denominator thinking. It's never the most complex thing ever. It's always the most simple thing. And that's what I try to tell people. Right. It's it's never the it's never as complex as you think it is. It's always simple, just Mm -hmm. like the attack on Israel. Extremely simple. No different than the attack on 9-11 in America. Extremely simple. Yeah. Right. Complex in getting all the money and the people together. But the act itself, extremely simple and barbaric. Um, Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Where can people catch up with you if they want to learn more about what you have to say or what you're thinking? You know, uh, I I have a a Twitter account that's kind of been dormant here for a little (laughs) while uh, because, yeah, I was doing stuff in the media and I I stepped back for a while. But you can find me at Naptown Bry. Um, And uh, again, I I would encourage you. I mean, if you're going to buy gold and silver, yeah, definitely do your research. But um, the companies I mentioned, I, I think are a safe bet. And, um, uh, again, I don't have any association with them at all, but yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. And hopefully there are some people out there that will listen because the majority won't, we know that. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you can reach a couple of people, then, Hey, I guess it's worth it. Right. Well, thanks. Th- thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Uh, again, Kramer, um, says.com is open. If you want to go join a free speech platform, that's it. Uh, we have never, ever, Uh, booted anybody off. We don't censor. If you're looking for free speech and you want to get amongst those like you, other patriots, you can build a group. You can build a community 100% free. KramerSays.com. Go do it right now. It's like a Facebook experience. The other thing that we want to talk about before closing, the only thing that I've ever asked you to ever buy are T-shirts and hats and mugs or whatever else we got available at KramerSays.shop. 100% of the proceeds go to help the detainees of J6. Please go help them. KramerSays.shop. With that being said, I'm out of here. Thanks for so much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. This, this is Kramer Says TV. Kramer Says TV.